into another great edition of Board Check. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. That makes you my amazing listening audience, to which we are forever grateful. Lots to talk about tonight. The original plan for this episode was uh, I was going to record this last night after the first outdoor game. And then it got delayed. And the second and third period was played starting at midnight here on the East Coast. Yeah, I decided to just go ahead and go to sleep after that one was done. Um, But we'll talk a little bit about that outdoor game. We'll preview the one for tonight, including an injury update for one of the teams. Uh, there's construction going on around us right now, so just bear with us as far as any uh, noises you hear here and there. But uh, lots to talk about this week. Uh, let's start with some of the games that we've watched in the last uh, week or so. We have uh, Washington at Pittsburgh last Sunday. That was a classic battle, of course. A lot of beautiful passes and goals. Uh, you just, it's its the way you draw them up. The way you teach people to play is the way these, when these offenses are rolling, man, they're rolling. Uh, it, at some point, Crosby gets hooked, brought down, and still finds the back of the net from his knees, just right past the blue line. Uh, six, three pins on that one. Crosby, uh, you know, he just played his 1,000th game the other night. He had two assists, and that night, he's still one of the best. Um, you could argue because of you could argue because of you know injuries and things that maybe Ovechkin has passed him in the numbers and and as far as some of the uh, the great things he's done. But both of these two, it has been fantastic to be able to watch their careers up to this point and uh, everything else going forward. Uh, also on Sunday, we caught Colorado at the Vegas Golden Knights. This was, I think, game one of four in a row that these teams are going to play against each other, including last night's game. Uh, but last Sunday, uh, it was one to nothing Vegas Golden Knights. There was a lot more finesse in this game than physical. Um, instead of trying to knock each other down like the two usually do, they uh, were maneuvering around each other. And just making just solid, fluid plays, uh, it was it was really great to watch. Uh, Fleury and Grubauer were making save after save. And Pacioretty, Max Pacioretty, ends up with the lone goal uh, in that one. Uh, you know, while we're talking about those two teams, well, also, 
on Tuesday, Washington uh, played against Pittsburgh. And Washington just controlled Pittsburgh this entire time. Uh, it was it was just really crazy. To uh, to see Pittsburgh controlled like that. Um, Pittsburgh tried to use their physical play to try to catch up. Uh, but Washington was just too much in that one. It was 3-1. to one. Capitals ends up being the winner in that one. Uh, it's just those two teams are going to trade off. Right now, I, I would give the slight edge to Washington. But if Pittsburgh's in it, in a game, you know, it's kind of like if they're in the dance, they're dangerous. Uh, let's talk about this game last night. The first of two Lake Tahoe games, it is played right off the 18th fairway, or it's on the 18th fairway of the Edgewood Tahoe Resort, where they play a lot of pro-ams and things like that. A lot of people have said it has a mystery Alaska feel to it. Now, for people who aren't familiar with that term, there was a, I think Russell Crowe was in the movie, and Burt Reynolds, maybe, that sounds about right. Uh, it was a movie years ago about a small town in Alaska where hockey is just life. And small town hockey is that. Uh, towards the end, the New York Rangers come in to play against the Mystery Alaska local team. And uh, that it, it's just a good little movie about a, about a small town and, and hockey. Uh, does this kind of have a feel to it? It did at night. During the day, it was kind of cool the way they did things and all, but, I mean, you could see the golf course, you could see the, the water, but at night, it was dark. Obviously, that's what happens at night, almost anywhere. But, uh, yeah, that mystery Alaska feel, I, would, I think that's a good way to describe it. Um, it's just a clean, crisp-looking game, different from any of the stadium series or any of the Winter Classics or any of the things like that. Uh, it's just overall, it's just a beautiful presentation the way they do things, and uh, let's talk a little bit about last night's game. Uh, obviously, in the first period, everybody was trying to get their footing and kind of get their feel early. Little did we know that was a big thing about it um, because there was a quick goal by the Avs. It was uh, Sam Girard about three minutes in, and then you could kind of see some of the players during stride, especially towards the middle of the ice, were kind of getting caught up in the ice. They were having some issues. Um, another science lesson for you guys. You know, another science lesson here. In, in the same way that it usually gets dark at night, uh, ice tends to melt when the sun's shining on it, for the most part. And uh, that's what was starting to happen. It wasn't. It wasn't getting real bad, but before it got bad, they uh, covered the ice after the first period. They got through one period. Uh, Gary Bettman was there, uh, the Players Association representatives, and, and just everything was there. And the people who take care of the ice and who made the, the arena there were making... We're making um, 
making decisions. And they decided, let's postpone this game till later tonight where we keep working on the ice and the sun will go down. Uh, and because of this, they actually moved today's game. It is no longer at 3 o'clock like it was supposed to be. It is now at 7 o'clock on NBCSN is when you will find uh, Philadelphia at Boston. They actually swapped that, and the, I think it's Devils game? There's one coming up in just a few minutes. They swapped it from 3 to 2. Devils and Capitals, yeah. That will be later on. But uh, they did they did start period two. It was the longest. Mike Tirico kept um, bringing this up, but at the, at, at the same time, it was funny and, and true. Wish I had that Homer soundbite. Uh, but they did. It was one of the longest intermissions in the history of hockey. In fact, it was the longest. You got to think they started that game around three, probably around three forty, three forty-five. They went into the first intermission, and the second period started at midnight. And these were all Eastern times here, uh, which of course made it nine o'clock there, where it wasn't as bad on the players. But to get geared up for a game, to start playing a game, and then sit for that long, man, you would have thought they'd come out rusty, but nope. The ice was in way better condition. The players were all ready to go, and uh, I think the break really helped Vegas start aggressive. They came out of the gate and uh, were trying to use their muscle against the Avalanche. The Avalanche had to, uh, to hang on and then eventually battle back, and this game ends up being 3-2 to two Avalanche. Man, it's just a. It ended up being a just a beautiful presentation. Like I said tonight, of course, that's going to be uh, seven o'clock here, so it'll be four o'clock there, four o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, hopefully, they won't have these issues here. But yeah, I look forward to watching. I hope you guys watch it. This is this is something they they should start doing from here on out, in my opinion. Is doing these types of games like this because uh, this it's just fantastic. Uh, moving on. Austin Matthews on Thursday night had two goals and two assists in a great performance in a 7-3 victory over Ottawa, to which the returning Jumbo Joe Thornton scored. Austin Matthews, like I said, he he makes it almost impossible to not talk about him every week. As a fan of his, it's not like you're having to force me to do it, plus it's my show. But uh, just what he is doing right now, is is on another level. There's, you could say Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews, and then probably, then you can get into the Ovechkins, the the Pasternak's, those guys on on the next one. But what McDavid and Matthews are doing are just on an epic level, and not to be outdone. Last night's game versus the Canadians, Austin Matthews again had two goals and two assists, and Jumbo Joe Thornton scores again. If the Maple Leafs can keep these two red hot like this, I don't know that there's many people that can beat them when they get to the playoffs. But Austin Matthews just tearing it up again. Speaking of Connor McDavid, 
He had five points, and the Oilers scored seven in the win versus the Flames just last night. Uh, like I said, McDavid and Matthews, man, they are uh, just on another level. Sure, like I said, there's other people in the league that are scoring and doing good things. I mean, Nate McKinnon last night had a couple goals. The young talent and, and the just ridiculous, ridiculous young stars in the, in the game are, are help what makes it as pure and as great as it is. Uh, speaking of that game, I forgot to mention that a second ago. Speaking of the game tonight, the Bruins and Flyers, uh, the Bruins are going to be without uh, uh, Krejci. Of course, he got dinged up the other day, and uh, he's going to miss tonight's game. We will see if the Flyers come out in their usual physicality and and uh, push you around mentality, because they seem to do that. And then when they kind of push you around to get you off balance enough or get you looking for the hit, that's when they start scoring the goals. Because that's kind of how the Flyers have played all year, and that that works for them. Uh, Zajac is going to play his 1,000th game for the Devils. That is just incredible. That you got to think, these guys play 80 games a year, and for him to play 1,000, and, you know, he's been with the team 12, 13, 14 years now, you know, and it's, uh, you got injuries, you got all these other things. This just works out to be uh, a great thing for him. And uh, congratulations to him on his thousandth game. Just like congratulations to uh, Crosby on his uh, 1,000th NHL game. You know he's played all his with the he's played all his with the Penguins. Uh, what else is on tap here before we get into the last of it? That's a lot of it. Uh, let's see. Oh, more on the, the – uh, there we go. Crosby notes. He's played 1,000 games with Pittsburgh as of uh, Saturday versus the Islanders. He has 1,276 points. 1,276. That's 468 goals, 808 assists. I believe it is actually 810 now because he had two assists last night. Uh, you got to think of it this way, too. He's a three-time Stanley Cup winner in 09, in his 16, and 17. And even though us, we hockey fanatics, you know, fans short for fanatic, we know how special he is. But to somebody on the outside, if I say, yeah, this guy has played in a 1,000 career games with the same team, He's won three Stanley Cups, including back-to-back just a couple years ago. He has 810 assists, 468 goals, 1,278 points. And then I tell you that he's played, he's only played for about, what, 10 or 12 years. Yeah. That's, uh, I mean, he's played for 12 or 13 years, rather. Even with the injuries and all, to the outsider, and to us, Crosby, he'd be a Hall of Famer right now. Ovechkin, Hall of Famer right now. Uh, King Henry, Hall of Famer. 
we're in almost a golden era right now of all these young stars and all these veterans that are just kind of mixing together. I would say Joe Thornton. I would say Joe Thornton is a Hall of Famer. I don't know about you guys, but you got to think Jumbo Joe is is definitely one to look at. There's there's a bunch more, Yager, all those. And, and, you know, we'll get to those later on down the road as well. Uh, in order to, you know, this being the month of February, the NHL has been celebrating Black History Month. They had a great write-up on Jamal Mayers. He played 15 seasons and won a Stanley Cup with Chicago in 2013. Uh, they talked to him about his uh, his role model in this article, to which he said it is Angela James, who is... Uh, he, she won four gold medals with Canada in the World Championships, and she is one of four black players and the only black woman in the hockey hall of fame. And, uh, not only is it a great write up on Jamal, but, uh, the stuff that Angela James did, I, I'll be honest. I didn't know who she was until I read the article. And then I did some more digging as well. It's, it's just fantastic that, that we can celebrate the greats of the game. You know, we should celebrate them all year long, honestly. I'll put it that way. We should celebrate them all year. But, uh, you know, shout-outs to uh, the great achievements of Jamal Mayers and Angela James. And hopefully this encourages and inspires other future stars and incredible people to uh, join the game of hockey and do all you can do. Now, there has been some... You got to think of it this way: to start this year, uh, there was a lot of injuries that impacted, obviously, the way teams played and and the games they won or lost. Then we had to deal with a lot of the uh, virus shutdowns for the various teams. Uh, Dallas out of the gate, actually, uh, they they kind of had a little bit of injury and virus all at once. And uh, now that we're starting to kind of get almost everybody kind of back going. Now the weather has kicked in and, and made it the, the trifecta. That that winter storm that, that uh, somehow here in Georgia we we uh, got spared from, but everybody all around us, including Texas, who just got hammered, um, it is, uh, it's been tough. And uh, our thoughts and prayers are, and, and, our, and our good luck wishes are with everybody out in Texas and everywhere else that is dealing with these storms. Uh, hopefully we can restore life to as, as normal as we can for you guys. And then we'll get back to things like hockey and uh, other things like that. But uh, just overall, like I said, shout out to you guys. Stick in there. And uh, obviously if you guys need stuff, you guys should, should reach out to the people you need to. And, uh, you know, we look forward to hopefully everything being as close to the new normal as we can very soon. Uh, what else? Oh, let's talk about the standings. We'll start in the Scotia North, a.k.a. the Team Canada Division. You've got Toronto with a league-leading 30 points. They are five points better than uh, Carolina, 
who are the next, second best team in the league. But Carolina, 30 points in their division. Uh, Edmonton has 24. Winnipeg, the Jets are hanging around with 21. And the Canadians are actually holding on to that four spot with 20. It leaves Calgary and Vancouver at night, or at 17. And Ottawa, the only team still in single digits with Nine. Otherwise, having some issues, but they did just pull off some trades, so that we talked about last week. So we'll see if uh, maybe they're building for the future. Uh, and actually, right now we just we just saw Veshkin on the screen. We now got God for the life of me, I cannot think of his name, but uh, he is wearing a Travis Zajac thousand games played. Uh, sweat or a t-shirt looks like that is a super cool t-shirt maybe they will sell those and uh all you devils fans can can get some uh incredible ones there oh it was pk subon that's who it is pk was being interviewed for the devil's capitals game coming up in a few minutes and uh he had that he's always been about team whether you like that guy or not he's always about supporting his teammates he is always about uh supporting his his team and he is always about supporting his community. The things he did in, what was it, Montreal, the things he did in Nashville, and the things he's now doing in New Jersey. Uh, P.K. Subban, just a, just a heck of a guy. And, uh, you know, shout out to him. Uh, let's see, Discover Central Division. There's Carolina at 25 that we told you about a minute ago. They are They made some deals that I really like. We talked about them last week. And also... My goodness, they, them and Florida, the, the Panthers, who are at 24 points, they're they're uh, putting the rest of, of their division on notice that if you're going to not only make the playoffs, you're going to make it far in the playoffs. You're going to have to come through here. Uh, Chicago, another surprise at 22 points there. Tampa Bay, who is the odds-on favorite to win the division at 21, they would be the last team in in this division. Columbus Blue Jackets with 20, the Dallas Stars with 14, and Nashville with 14. Those are the two big surprises as far as down years. For, um, I would see – I don't know about Dallas. I could see Nashville starting to move some of these players and some of these contracts. Um, not sure how soon, but I, I could see them starting to think about moving some players. Here and there, maybe some expiring contracts and stuff like that. Uh, Nashville fans, hold on. Just see what they're going to do. And then Detroit with 13. In the Mass Mutual East, Boston Bruins, who will play later today, 22 points. Philadelphia Flyers, their opponents later today with 19 points. Also at 19 points, the Washington Capitals, who are playing here in a few short minutes. Also with 19 points, the Pittsburgh Penguins. They, oh, Those three hold the tiebreaker because the Islanders also have 19 points and are, you know, on the outside looking in. The New York Rangers have 15 points. And uh, shout out to Greg and Ryan with Blue Shirts Breakaway. I recently caught up on their podcast. Um, uh, congratulations on being with The Athletic. I haven't spoken to you guys since you guys joined them. Uh, you, they they really do a fantastic job. They're one of the best fan podcasts there is. 
just they have a unique way of breaking down the Rangers, and I'm not sure there's somebody out there who is bigger experts than those guys. So shout out to them. Check out Blue Shirt Breakaway if you, if you get the opportunity. Um, as far as uh, the Hurricanes have a fantastic podcast. It is uh, Mike Maniscalco, TV's Mike Maniscalco, who has been on this show before, and it is the Web's Michael Smith. They do Canes casts. Um, those are two that I don't miss every week. Like I said, just call up on Blue Shirts Breakaway. But um, those those are just spectacular shows. And uh, if those are your teams, then that's, that's who you should be listening to, in my opinion. And if they're not, listen anyway, because it's great hockey discussions. But in the uh, to round out the Mass Mutual East, uh, Rangers at 15, just four points out of uh, playoff spot. New Jersey Devils, who are going to play in a minute. 14, Buffalo with 12. Now, that leaves the Honda West. Where? Well, there's two surprises. Two, uh, well, a, a sort of surprise and then a big surprise, in my opinion. Um, the Blues have 22 points. They are in first. At second, the Vegas Golden Knights with 21. That win would have helped them last night. Colorado is two points behind them with 19. See how big of a spot that would have been? And here's the big surprise to me. The L.A. Kings have 17 points, and they are the last team in the playoffs if they started today. The Kings. Now, you know, Jonathan Quick and uh, a lot of those aging stars that they have over there have not been the most productive, but Cal Pedersen in goal has really solidified this team. And, I mean, they've got seven wins in three in three overtime losses, or in three overtime, yeah, they're seven, six, and three. I wouldn't have, the way this season started. I'm surprised at all that they're not uh, further down in this list. But right now, they'd be the last team in. Now the la- the first team out would be the Arizona Coyotes, who have 17 as well, but don't have the tiebreaker. The Minnesota Wild, who have 16, are right behind them. San Jose, who has 16. Anaheim has 15. There is a big jumble that only seven points separate the Blues in first and Anaheim in eighth. These divisions all have their own stories. That one is super tight. You go up to Boston, leading the East, it's real tight up at the top. It's a five-team race at the moment with the other three kind of uh, possibly looking at it. You go into the Central, where, it once again, it is a five-team race for four spots. And then in the North, you got to catch Toronto. And uh, it's basically Toronto, and then it's three teams. So we'll see how things go from there. You guys asked last week about a uh, stat update, so let me get that for you right now. Right now... These are, I'll go top three. Top three in points is uh, Connor McDavid has 37. Leon Dreisaitl has 30. Those guys are teammates. Uh, and Mitch Marner has 30 for Toronto. In goals, Austin Matthews has 18. Connor McDavid has 12. Yeah, a six-goal gap. Austin Matthews might have 50 goals this year. Easy. Uh, and Brock Bozer of Vancouver. 
A little bit of a surprise, but good for Brock. Has 12. In the assist category, Connor McDavid has 25. Mitch Marner has 21. And Leon Dreisaitl has 20. Um, power play goals, Joe Pavelski has 7. Austin Matthews has 7. And uh, a handful of people have 5. Shorthanded goals, Cam Atkinson leads that with 3. And Tyler Toffoli and Arturi Lekkanen both have two. Toffoli, he's another former Manchester Monarch. That uh, One day I'll take a picture of all the memorabilia I have. I have it. Uh, I, I'm not, we're doing some renovations here, so it's not displayed yet. But you should see all the stuff I have from the Monarch from the day, days uh, from uh, a couple years ago. Now let's go to the goalies. Your goals against average, Alexi Melnichuk of San Jose has not allowed a goal. Peter Morazic, .99 for Carolina. He should be returning, I think, within a week or so, would be my guess, from the thumb surgery. He has been taking uh, taking a lot of reps in practice. I think it's going to be sooner rather than later, even though James Reimer has done great in the starter role with uh, Nedeljkovic doing some exceptional things as a backup to um, I look for at the end of the year, they're going to drop one of those top two like they did this year, and the Delkovich is going to become your backup moving forward with the with the intention that maybe a year or so after that, it might be his team. It's just how I'd play it. Save percentage, Alexei Melnichuk, the 1,000%. Peter Morazic with the 954. Of course, it helps when you, you haven't played as much, but, hey, they put up good numbers before they did. Uh, and Mike Smith of Edmonton with a 940. Frederick Anderson has 11 wins. Of course, he plays for Toronto. Andre Vasilevsky for Tampa has 9. And Philip Grubauer got his ninth win last night for Colorado. Uh, and shutouts this year. Four players have two shutouts with uh, Semyon Varlamov and John Gibson having three apiece. So there you go. There's all your stats, and that's going to do it for us this week. Shout-out to all you amazing hockey fans and fans that make it so much fun to come on each and every week and talk hockey here on Board Check. We will see you guys next week where we will talk about the second uh, Winter Classic game. I mean, not Winter Classic. Second Lake Tahoe Classic game between Philadelphia and Boston. Remember, 7 o'clock tonight, NBCSN. Until then, we will see you guys next week. Go watch hockey. Deuces, gooses.